Hello and welcome to the Free Gift Podcast, originating from the Free Gift Gospel Mission. The Free Gift Gospel Mission is an independent Bible-believing church preaching Jesus Christ as man's only provision for redemption and salvation. We are located at 1025 Maple Street in Kingsport, Tennessee, on the corner of Maple and Brook. This podcast is a Christ-centered ministry reaching out to souls with the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us. Let us bless the Lord this morning. Are you glad to be in His house today? Come on, let's give Him some praise this morning. Let's give God some praise. Glory, hallelujah. Let's come together in this place today and believe God right now. And all of you who are joining us online, I want you to know that uh, no matter where you're watching from today, You're joining us right here at the Free Gift Gospel Mission this morning. And the Bible says that if just two of us would come together in agreement as touching any one thing, Jesus said it shall be done. If you believe that this morning, let's all stand together in this place right now and go to God in prayer at this time. Father, we love you. God, we praise you. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. God, to know that you alone are worthy. You alone, God, are worthy of all praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. The writer said, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. God, let this be a place of praise. Let this be a house of worship unto you today. Because as Brother Quentin's already said this morning, God, if if you don't meet with us, we're just wasting our time. God, if you don't meet with us in this place, we might as well just lock the doors and go to the house and go home and sit down and watch TV. But God, if you'll meet with us today, Lord, we could come together as the church, the bride of Christ, and know that it's worth every mile, it's worth every step of the journey. Not because we're worthy, God, but because you're worthy. And we praise you today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask this blessing. Amen and amen. Let's praise in church. Why don't you turn around before you sit down and smile at somebody. Wave at somebody. Let there be fellowship this morning. Let there be fellowship in the house of God. We love you. We're glad, we're glad to see you. We're glad you're here today. And for those watching online right now, would you take just a moment to hit that share button and let's let the world know that the Free Gift Gospel Mission is live right now on Sunday morning. Let's let the world know that on the Lord's Day, March the 7th, 2021, the gospel of Jesus Christ is going to go out right here over these uh, airwaves today, right here from this place. So we encourage you to go ahead and hit that share button and get the word of God out to your friends and get the word of God out to your family. And we're about to be able to give 
as well. And you could give online this morning, and we thank God for the opportunity to be a giver. Amen. Anybody glad to be a giver here, here today? Well, praise the Lord. If you're happy about giving, we've got some offering plates up front. As many of you have already come by and made use of that, and we thank God for you. Uh, and for those who would like to give online, you're able uh, right now, you have opportunity right now to take out your smart device. And if you have access to PayPal, you could use PayPal to give online right now using the email address freegifttogospelmission3 at yahoo.com. And uh, that is in the video description online. And uh, we are... I know I've said this several times, but just bear with us as we are looking into some other options. Uh, and there's some things that we just have to wait on. But right now we do have that online option through PayPal. And I believe uh, that God is honored when we give because giving is taught in His Word. So we encourage you to be a giver. If you didn't get a chance last time, you could do that right now. And at this church we bring financial reports on a regular basis. And I can assure you that there are many families who are continuing to be touched because of the generous givers that give right here at this church. We had a family come by yesterday uh, while we were over here cleaning the church and we're blessed to take out a couple of bags of groceries from the food pantry uh, because you, you give and you donate to that ministry. And I want to thank you for it. I want to thank you for it right now because it helps to further the kingdom of God and it helps keep things just rolling right along right here at the Free Gift Gospel Mission. I want you to know we rolled right on through 2020. We rolled right on through by God's grace, not because of us, but by God's grace we've rolled right on through the first two months of 2021. And I'm persuaded to believe this morning that because of His loving hand and His care and His benevolence for His people and by His matchless grace, we're going to continue to roll right on until He comes back and calls us out of this sin-cursed world. I'm persuaded to believe that this morning. And if you agree, let's give Him some praise this morning in the house of God. And then we're going to turn the service over to our dear sister who's going to come and sing at this time. May God be praised here today. We love you, church. Pray for this service. You, you obey God today. Let this be a house of praise here this morning. I know I sung this song Wednesday night, but we had a request to sing it this morning. So you all pray for me. I, I don't do this song justice, but I love the words to it. Who taught the sun where to stand in the morning? And who taught the ocean you can only come this far? And who showed the moon where to hide till evening? Who
Corinthians chapter 9 as we open our Bibles together this morning we thank God for the time of worship that we've had already here today we thank God for the Sunday school lesson and the songs that have been sung here in this house and now it's time to open the word of God 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 and if you're able we'll ask you to stand as we reverence the reading of God's holy word together here in this house today. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning in verse number 6. Notice here Paul writing to the Corinthian church says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, don't be given grudgingly, 
Amen? Or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, He hath dispersed abroad, He hath given to the poor, His righteousness remaineth forever. That's all that I'm going to read right now. You may be seated in the presence of God today. God bless you for standing. When I came to Jesus about 20 years ago, it was the greatest transition I've ever experienced. Putting my faith and trust in Jesus Christ marked the end of a 26-year period in my life where I was depending upon myself. It was the best thing that could have possibly happened to me because it didn't take a genius to look at my life and discover that depending upon myself had gotten me absolutely nowhere in this life except to say that the road that I was on was leading me straight to a place called hell. But thanks be unto holy God, Jesus changes people. Amen. Amen. Thanks be unto God, Jesus changes people. He taught me that it was necessary for a young man, a young man as I was, to take his eyes off of the world and to take his eyes off of himself and to focus on him and to say that discovering the need to depend upon the Lord was a great transition in my life. That is a massive, massive understatement today. I want to tell you a true story. This is a true story about a man named Lawrence. Lawrence discovered the same truth that I've shared with you this morning about my life. He discovered the same truth in his own life. His journey to Jesus led him down an athletic path. Lawrence was a, a really good athlete. And as a young man, he excelled in football in high school in Orchard Park, New York. He was so talented that he ended up playing college football for the University of Miami, the Hurricanes, in the late 70s. But unfortunately, he didn't know Jesus at that time in his life. He was not a saved young man. So he was kicked off the team for a quote-unquote off-field incident. They got rid of him. He wasn't living for the Lord. He was living in sin. Well, he went on and he continued uh, to play professional football in the Canadian Football League until he signed with the Green Bay Packers in the NFL. But due to a groin injury, he never played a single game for the Packers and he's not even listed on the team's all-time roster. He spent the whole 1982 season on the injured reserved list and he was eventually released from the Green Bay Packers after never playing a single game. But he went on and he played a little bit in the USFL before his football career ended just a few years later. Lawrence was a young man who thought that he could make it on his own through life. But he soon found out that his resources were limited. Amen? He soon found out that his abilities were limited. And his self-dependence would ultimately lead him to a horrible end. He discovered all of this. 
Lawrence went on and he floundered around in life for, for a number of years. He was engaged in various different things. He dabbled in drugs. He dabbled in steroids. He had a few brushes with the law. His life was a roller coaster for many years. He tried his hand at bodybuilding. He had some moderate success as a bodybuilder. He had a great physique, but everything that Lawrence tried, everything that Lawrence put his hand to, it all just ran out. It all just came to an end. And then one day, Lawrence met Jesus. <laughs> he met Jesus and he put his trust in the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he met someone who's more than enough to sustain anyone wherever their journey through this life should lead them, he met the one who's more than enough. <coughs> Nowadays, when you see Lawrence, he's usually some, somewhere telling somebody about Jesus. He usually has a big smile on his face, a smile that he seldom ever had before he met Jesus, and he doesn't have millions of dollars that he might have had from having a, a good career in the NFL. He doesn't have a lot, physically speaking. Even his health has deteriorated uh, from his years of drug and steroid abuse. His health has deteriorated. His health has declined. And now at the age of 62, uh, he has to use a cane to get around. But he seems more satisfied than ever before. And he's more joyful now than he's ever been before because he found the one who's more than enough. Amen. And my prayer today is, after this service is over, you'll desire to give your life to the one who saved Lawrence, the one who saved me, the one who's more than enough. Amen. Verse number 8 again, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. The first thing we notice in this verse is the ability of God. The ability of God. What can we possibly say here this morning about the ability of an almighty, all-knowing, all-sufficient God? He is El Shaddai, the God on the mountain. He is the God who is more than enough. He feeds you when you're hungry. He comforts the comfortless. He gives hope to the hopeless. He gives help to the helpless. He gives love to the unlovable. Whatever you need, that's just what He is. And there's nothing that He cannot do that is aligned with His nature. He's able to make all grace abound. The Bible said He's able to make all grace abound to you. Amen? That simply means that God is in the practice of doing good to His people. God is in the practice of showing kindness to His people. God is in the practice of being charitable and benevolent to the poor, to the poor members of Christ. You may be here this morning and you've gone out empty. I've got good news. The God that I serve is able to bring you back full. This is why we don't have to worry about whether or not He's able to meet our needs when we're serving Him. Our God is able to make all grace abound toward you. He's able to make grace abound in the hard times. When your cupboards are bare, God is still able. When your pockets are empty, God is still able. When there's no money in the bank, God is still able. He's still able. Even in the hard times, He's able. Anybody in here been through some hard times? God's able. Anybody tried to serve the Lord while going through the hard times? Because that's really what we're talking about today. 
because I can tell you from my own experiences, there have been some times over the course of the last 20 years when I did not know where my mortgage payment was going to come from. But I kept on trying to serve God in some way or another. He has always provided. Amen. Amen. Some way or another, God has always provided. Can anybody testify to that this morning? He's always provided. Times were hard for the widow. In Mark chapter 12, as others were passing by, the Bible said they were throwing their money into the treasury. And all she had to give was two mites. But she put that into the treasury and Jesus said she's given more than all of the others because they cast in out of their abundance. But out of her poverty, she gave all that she had and she is forever recorded in the Word of God as a testimony that God is able to make all grace abound even in the hard times. In 1 Kings chapter 17, we see another widow. It's the widow of Zarephath. She was out gathering sticks one day and she ran into the prophet Elijah and Elijah said to the widow of Zarephath, he said, bring me a drink of water and a piece of bread. And she said, I only have enough meal and oil to bake a cake for me and my son. And what we're going to do is we're going to eat that and then we're going to die. Elijah said, just do as I've asked you. Make a cake for me first and then make one for you and your son. For the Lord has said that the cruise of oil shall not fail and the barrel of meal shall not Run dry. She found out firsthand that God is able to make all grace abound. Even in the hard times, He can do it. Amen. Not only is He able to make all grace abound in the hard times, but He's able to make all grace abound in the good times. Maybe we've been through some good times in life, and then we'll go through some bad times and then we'll go back into some good times and we'll forget to praise Him. I say we need to praise Him and be thankful in the good times too. Praise Him and be thankful when the cupboard is full. Praise Him and be thankful when there's money in the bank. Praise Him and be thankful when life is overflowing. Praise Him and be thankful when things are going well. Don't forget God, friend. God cannot be outgiven. If you need wisdom in your service for Him, James 1 and 5 says He'll give it liberally if you'll just ask Him for it. He's able to make all grace abound in the good times. In Exodus chapter 36, people were bringing in their offerings for the work of the building of the tabernacle. They were bringing things in abundance and they just kept right on bringing and bringing and bringing and bringing. They kept right on giving and giving and giving and they wouldn't stop bringing and they wouldn't stop giving. And finally, in Exodus chapter 36 and verse number 5, Moses said the people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded to make. And Moses had to issue a command for the people to stop giving. Can you imagine that? Stop giving. And the only reason that they had this abundance in the first place is because of the God who's more than enough. It'll only be because God gave to us that you and I have any good thing in life. He's able to make all grace abound in the good times. He's able to make all grace uh, abound in the bad times. But not only that, He's able to make all grace abound when you're out of time. Yes. Amen? Yes. I said, when you're out of time yes. upon this earth, God is able to make all grace abound 
for you. When you've lived your life in service to God, you need to know this because we're going to be out of time one of these days unless the Lord comes and calls us out of this sin-cursed world. We're going to die. Amen? That's what I'm telling you. Hebrews 9 and 27 says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. So when I come down to that judgment that's spoken of, I want His grace to abound on that day. Amen? And the only way His grace is going to abound on that day for me is to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So if you know Him as Lord and Savior, you'll know His grace when you come down and face judgment. And then back in 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, we see that God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Toward you. But why? Well, here's why. That we having all sufficiency in all things may abound unto every good work. Sufficiency is defined as the state of being adequate to a proposed end. That's sufficiency. You're adequate to a proposed end. Sufficiency means you have an ample supply. Let's look, what, look at what it means to have all sufficiency. First of all, we need to notice that the sufficiency spoken of here is not a sufficiency that originates with us. It's His sufficiency. It's a sufficiency that comes from God. When I think about having sufficiency and I think about having an ample supply I have to think no further than how God provided for this church in 2020. Amen? How God provided for this church in 2020 when many other churches have closed their doors permanently. Never to reopen again. God blessed this church in 2020. God blessed this church right on through when missionaries all over the world were losing their support. I remember how God blessed us to be able to not only continue the support of all of our missionaries, but I remember how that one day we had a business meeting and voted to send some of them extra. We were able to do this because of His sufficiency. I remember how at the very heights of the coronavirus, how this church bought Christmas gifts for a displaced family. And we were blessed to deliver those gifts straight to their doorstep. And I could literally go on and on and on and on. His sufficiency is the reason that we're all here today. It's a sufficiency that does not originate with us, but it originates with Him. Amen. Here's another thing we need to know. His sufficiency lasts forever. Amen. Amen? His sufficiency lasts forever. He may choose to withhold certain blessings and certain provisions. As God, that's His right to do as He sees fit, but He never stops being sufficient. Amen? He never stops being sufficient. As long as He's God, He's going to be sufficient. Well, how long is He going to be God? 
Deuteronomy 33, 27 says, The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. 1 Timothy 1, 17, Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be glory and honor forever and ever. Hebrews 5, 9, being made perfect, He became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey Him. He's God. He's always been God. He's always going to be God. He's the eternal God who will never die and He'll never stop being God and He'll never stop being sufficient. His sufficiency lasts forever. And I'm glad about it. Because of His sufficiency, we, His people, can be sufficiently cared for. We can have sufficiency because His grace is sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, And He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now keep in mind that the main verse that we're focusing on here today is 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. And it has in view serving God. So we're not just talking about God heaping blessings upon us for no reason whatsoever. That's not what we're talking about. He takes care of us so that we might abound to every good work. When He meets the needs of your family... Do you let it in there? Or do you use what He's given you for good works? Do you use what God has given you to help others and to be a blessing to others? Do you use what God has given you to feed the hungry and to clothe the naked? Because when He cares for you, He expects you and He commands you to care for others also. Are you doing that? Or is your care... For others, severely disproportionate to God's care of you. And of course, in one sense, He's God, it's going to be. We understand that. But what I'm talking about this morning is many people have it backwards. Instead of the rich giving of their abundance today and the widow casting in her two mites, we are seeing the rich casting in two mites. Amen? Many like that widow would love to give out of their abundance, but materially they don't have an abundance. Lawrence doesn't have an abundance today. I can promise you that. But he gives out of what God has blessed him with. Which leads us to realize that the sufficiency of God is not always defined by how much. Right? The, the sufficiency of God is not always defined by how much you have in material blessings. Because if you've got God. You've got all that you need. And he's able to give you what you need. In order to honor him. The way that he'd have you. To honor him. And in order for you to care for others. The way that he would have you. To care for others. Whether he provides you with a lot. Or if he provides you with two mites. He cares for us. And he's honored. When we care for other people. And then finally in 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. Let's read that verse again. 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. It says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. 
So we see all of this happens in order that we might abound to every good work. God cares that we have what is needed to honor Him and obey His commands to help others. God cares about that. He provides for us as He sees fit in order for us to go on and perform good works, right? But here's the thing. You've got to actually do the good works. Amen? You've got to actually do the good works because if you're not doing the good works, then why would we expect God to provide for us that we might be able to then in turn go on and help other people? It makes no sense if you're not doing the good works, right? If I take my money, church, and I go down here to the corner and I, I, I buy drugs and liquor with it, instead of taking care of my family first and then helping the poor and the needy in the community, would I have reason to expect God to grant an increase in my life that I might go forth and help other people? Of course not. Would I have any grounds to say, God, I'd love to have more money and more material goods that I might be able to give to other people. And I've heard people say this all my life, and I've even said it myself as a lost man. Boy, if I could just win the lottery, I'd be the most generous man. I'd give and I'd give and I'd give. You everybody ever heard anybody say that before? Well, there's a reason that we haven't won the lottery. First of all, we don't, I don't play the lottery. There's a reason God hasn't dumped a million dollars on us. But we say that to God. God, I'd love to have more money and more material goods to just give to other people. But God, you just won't give it to me. God, you just won't let me have it. Of course not. He'd already given you some and you blew it on liquor and drugs. We need some of, uh, we need some of God's uh, grace in this area. And He gives it. Matthew 25 Verse number 31. We read some of these verses the other night. I want to go back and, and read this again because it relates to what we're talking about here this morning. Matthew chapter 25, beginning in verse number 31. Matthew 25 and 31. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all the holy angels with Him... Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats, and he shall get he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was an hungered. And ye gave me meat. I was thirsty and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger. And ye took me in. Naked and ye clothed me. I was sick and ye visited me. I was in prison and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it 
unto me. I love this. Amen. I love this. God will give you what you need to honor His commands, to care for other people. But you've got to do it. Nobody else can do it for you. Nobody else can honor God for you. Nobody else can obey the Lord for you. You've got to honor God for yourself. You've got to obey God for yourself. God will give us what we need to abound to every good work so that we don't have to worry and live in constant anxiety. God doesn't want us to waste our lives away living in constant worry and anxiety every day of our lives, worrying ourselves to death about how we're going to be able to do what it is that He simply commanded us to do. And God's made sure that we don't have to do that. No, that's why Paul is writing to the Corinthians. He's telling them, you don't need to worry about it because God is able. He is sufficient. He can cause His grace to abound and to give you the sufficiency that you need in order to do what it is that He's commanded you to do. You don't have to worry about it, friend. You don't have to be anxious about it because God is more than enough. So this helps us to keep our focus on God. Everything changed for the better in my life when I took my focus off of myself and I began to focus on Jesus. Lawrence's life changed for the better when he got to the end of himself and he began to focus on God. Now he's doing things in his life that really matter. It's a true story. He's doing things in his life that really matter because they have an eternal significance. They have eternal importance. It's not like playing in the NFL. Things that aren't going to matter one iota a hundred years from now. Now he's doing things that really matter. And I hope you see that. God's more than enough, friend. Do you see God as being more than enough in your life? Or are you still depending upon yourself and living a life to nobody else's benefit? Because if you're living a life of self-reliance and you're living a life to nobody else's benefit, that's called selfishness and it's idolatry. And God says it needs to change. He says, I am El Shaddai. I am more than enough. Do you believe that He's able? Do you believe that God is able to make all grace abound to you or do you reject God and His grace and you see Him as powerless today? He's not powerless, friend. God has all power. And He wants your trust. Do you believe that God is sufficient and that He uses people to care for other people? And any sufficiency that we may ever have in life comes only because of Him. It doesn't originate with us. Do you believe that? Or are you still trying to provide for yourself? Are you doing good to other people? Are you trusting God while doing so? And just giving all the fear and all the anxiety and all the worry to Him. Just give it to Him. But above all, are you saved? Are you saved? If you're not saved, you need to be. You need to be saved. Above all, you need the God who is more than enough to save you. You need the God who is more than enough to give you grace. 
You need to be saved from His wrath. You need to be saved from sin. You need to be saved from hell. You need to know Jesus Christ. And if you don't know Him today, you can come to know Him when He speaks through His Word. And He's speaking today and He has spoken in this place. He's spoken in this service. And His call is to repent and to believe the Gospel and to trust Him by faith and to look to the Lord Jesus Christ and live. Look to Him and live. And maybe somebody would like to do that very thing right now. Let's all pray. Father in heaven, we come in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. We thank You, God. We thank You for Your kindness. We thank You for Your grace. We thank You, God, that You are more than enough. And I pray that each and every person hearing this message today would believe that, would receive that, and accept that for the truth that it is. If not, God, may the Spirit of God work uh, to open their eyes and open their ears that they might receive the Word with gladness, the engrafted Word that's able to save souls today. God, work in our lives and work to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. God, I pray for the lost. I pray, God, that if there be a lost man or a woman or a boy or a girl hearing this message today, I pray, God, that by Your grace they would call upon the name of Jesus and be saved. That they would repent of their sins and and believe the gospel that Christ has came uh, and died and rose again, that they would trust Christ completely. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then may they live their life, the rest of their lives upon this earth, serving the God who is more than enough. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And let's all stand in the house of God this morning, friends, if you're able. Thank you for listening to the Free Gift Podcast. If you would like more information about our church, please visit us online at www.freegiftgospelmission.wordpress.com. Our service times are as follows. Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. Morning worship is at 11 a.m. Sunday evening at 6 p.m. And Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We are located at 1025 Maple Street in Kingsport, Tennessee. And we welcome all visitors. If you would like to correspond via email, you may email me, Pastor Vern Hall, at freegiftgospelmission at yahoo.com. Or you may write to Pastor Vern Hall, 3301 Martin Farm Road, Johnson City, Tennessee, 37601. We look forward to seeing you at the Free Gift Gospel Mission, where the gospel is preached and the Lord Jesus Christ is praised. Until next time, may God's blessings be upon you.